2: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. You know, certainly last week was an example of, of improving in that area. Uh, again, the, the defense you know, gave us those opportunities. Um, some weeks you don't get those opportunities, but I still think it's an area I can grow in. I still think there's more plays like that to be made, and I'm glad uh, we're doing it more. But uh, I think there's still more meat on the bone. So hopefully, uh, you know, I can keep you know growing in that area before the season's out. And um, you know, uh, I think it helps our offense and makes us more dangerous and tougher to defend. Yeah,
1: that's crazy legs. Kirk Cousins talking about using his legs as a quarterback for like 40 or 50 yards last week. This is the state of Kirk Cousins weekly episode usually on wednesdays we're doing it today on uh, on a thursday and it's always powered by corona hard seltzer Declan goff what are you sipping on
2: uh, i'm i was sipping on a mango corona hard seltzer yesterday when i was trying to do a uh, a playoff situation for the minnesota vikings on a couple seltzers and there's still a path you know you could win out or basically you have to finish one game better than arizona over these next 3 games yeah. so that's going to be the path for the vikings ...to get into the playoffs, and then you can enjoy those Pure Beach vibes that come with Corona Hard Seltzer. With a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime, Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty, spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free... Relax responsibly. Corona hard seltzer <laughs> mar- strikes sparkling water <laughs> with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> it's so
1: good. It's emotional. Football.
2: <laughs> hey, you held him to 20 points, man. Yes, you gave us a chance at the end. But I got three words for you. You like that? <laughs> But what we need to do is, you know, once we get away from the wall, you know, we got to keep swinging and now move out further. So, uh, um, uh, you know, we find ourselves in a similar position now. Um, And the reality is that so so does our opponent. You know, they're, uh, well, sorry, they're just the same uh, in terms of their, um, you know, need to win this game. So it's going to make for a a great, you know, NFC North matchup against two two, uh, teams of great players. (laughs) <laughs> Do we what know what happened? It happen Maybe the headphones fell off.
1: I'm not sure. That's pretty hilarious, though. So. <laughs> Kirk on a Zoom. That'd be, I'd, I'd watch oh, that so, every week. so
3: a little
1: little on. St- uh, he dropped, uh, he he dropped the
3: headphones. Sometimes he drops the football. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So, gentlemen, this is the
1: weekly State of Kirk Cousins episode of Purple Daily. I'm Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff, and State of Kirk Cousins, always powered by Corona hard seltzer, spiked sparkling water. A few things to get to. On this particular episode of the state of Kirk Cousins, but I think I think the headline question and everything that we talk about here, and, and this applies somewhat to this season, but mostly like if they keep going with Kirk Cousins next year, the year after is, can the Vikings win a Super Bowl on the path that they're on with Kirk Cousins? Because that's all we really care about on this show. We want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. That's that's our mission statement here. Can the Vikings win a Super Bowl on the path that they're on, which is, like, in, in theory, regardless of what happens, this. let's say they, they run the table, they get to the playoffs, they win a game. I, I think this is all sort of building toward 2021, where you get to Hunter back in a perfect world, Michael Pierce comes back, you get some draft picks, yep. and and you go forward on the path that you're on, and it's better because your defense will be better. Can they win a Super Bowl on the path that they're on? I've got some data points I want to bring, but when I ask that question, what is your initial response, Judd?
3: With the current construction of things and then some tweaks here and there with people coming back, but Kirk Cousins is still your quarterback at his current contract, um, beyond becoming extremely fortunate, my answer is no because I don't think the recipe is correct. I don't think I don't think that you can pay as much as the Vikings pay at certain skill position play uh to certain skill position players but value defense as much as they do but then you can't afford to pay all of those guys what they probably should make uh given what they're asked to do. So no, my answer is is the construction to me seems the pieces of the puzzle seem to be off. I don't think they can.
1: So I I'm a little bit more closer to yes than you are because I think if you get a few things perfect, yeah, that's the problem. The answer can be yes. Like, if if you believe that a defense, it depends on what you look at. I mean, football outsiders has the Vikings defense according to DVOA as like a fringe top ten defense this year. A lot of other metrics, yards per play, Pro Football Focus, they're they're more on the bottom ten of the NFL. But I think it'd have to start with if you bring back Deniel Hunter and he's the the the, the Deniel Hunter of old, and you bring in Michael Pierce, and it, it just makes that an awesome defensive line again. Um, And and you use your draft picks wisely and maybe let's say two rookies make a huge impact, one on the offensive line and then one somewhere else, maybe another interior defensive lineman or something, and they make immediate impacts. Are those things enough? And and I guess you could include if you if you cut a couple of players and free up some cap spaces, they're an impact free agent you could sign like these are all options. Are those things enough? to win a Super Bowl. I think those things are enough to get you back into the playoffs and back into the division mix, but I still don't see the Vikings as a top-tier team with those tweaks going into next year, in part because of the things that Kirk can't do compared to some of the other quarterbacks that are in that collection of top-tier teams. Um I think it's I think you can say Kirk Cousins is playing really really well and and probably close to the peak of his capabilities over the past 2 months. You can say that over here. And then on the other side, you can say, but a lot of the other quarterbacks that have come into the NFL in the last four years have skill sets and can do things that Kirk Cousins cannot.
3: Well, and, and let's broaden the, the scope of the question out, the question out to ask the, ask this question, which is, can you put together an offense around Kirk Cousins that can make him as successful as possible? And I don't mean statistically. I mean to win games and potentially playoff games and a Super Bowl. And my feeling is if the answer is going to be yes, I need to immediately spend a ton on my line. The line has to hold up. Like it can't it can't have problems in pass protection. It can have one or two uh um, bad plays per game, but you need that line to be both when it comes to run protection and pass protection to be damn good, right? Mm-hmm. I now need a coaching staff and an offensive coordinator who is willing, good or bad, to allow Kirk to turn things loose. He's got to cut things loose, right? So so I'm now eliminating the eight-minute-plus third-quarter drive, and I'm turning that into, what, Phil, two-and-a-half? Like, I'm going down the field quickly now. Um, and so beyond Kirk and, like, blaming Kirk, I say, how can I best feature Kirk? And then I say, Are the Vikings doing that? And my response is no, they're not. Like he puts up great stats, but if I want, but if I'm going to throw caution to the wind and say this team is now going to be built around what Kirk can do. And if my defense is okay, that's fine but I'm going to score quickly, I'm going to be efficient, and Thielen, Jefferson, and Cook are absolutely going to be uh, just stars, and they are going to be quick-strike stars, and we are going to be um, as close as we can possibly come to the greatest show on turf, Two. How do we get there? They're not anywhere close to being willing from a coaching standpoint and an offensive standpoint to do that.
1: Yeah, and and, and so the way I sort of view it, and where I put Kirk in this discussion is I think there are three types of quarterbacks in the NFL, just like broad buckets of quarterbacks. Bucket number one, and we are very familiar with this in Minnesota, is quarterbacks who actively bring the team down on a week-to-week basis. I know what you're talking about. Christian Ponder was just like he, he was sabotaging the team at every corner, right? Um, the Vikings have had other guys who stepped in like Gus Farratt sometimes was just. Not good enough. Uh, yeah, they had a lot Tamar of mistakes. Like Jackson that. was not just not good enough. Yeah, Sam Darnold has probably fallen into this category now. Mitch Trubisky largely has been in this category till Sunday. Till Sunday. Yeah. Oh my god!
3: When Mitch comes here and lights <laughs> them up, baby.
1: So there's 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 guys who bring the team down at that position. Mm-hmm. Category number two for me is guys who play to the level of the team around them. Like they're good quarterbacks. They're playing to the level of the team around them. You know, Matt Ryan has mostly been in this category where, man, if you put pieces around Matt Ryan, they could be a Super Bowl team. If you've got a defense and coaching and and the weapons are great and Julio Jones, et cetera, right? A couple good scat backs out of the backfield. But if you take some of those weapons away, the Falcons could be four and 12. Right. And, and, and it just kind of depends on what's around him. So that's, that's category number two. And then category number three are quarterbacks who elevate the team around them. Dynamic playmakers with their arms or their legs or both, guys who regularly overcome things. Where like, regardless of your roster, your floor is seven and nine because that guy is so good. I mean, Drew Brees with his arm has been that for the better part of his career. Uh, Tom Brady with his everything, with his leadership, right? Guys who elevate. And then there's mobile guys. I think Lamar Jackson. He's like twenty six and seven as a starter. He hasn't proven it in the playoffs yet, but. Where your floor is not four and 12, like it might be with a Matt Ryan. Your floor is much higher. So, guys who bring the team down, guys who who are, are could be really good, but also just play to the level of the team around them, and then, and then guys who elevate. Huh? Realistically, Kirk falls into category number two. I think some people might say, like, there's probably 5% or 10% that might say that he falls into category one or three, depending on how much you hate him or how much you drink the Kool Aid. Sure. But realistically, he's in category number two, which is, if you were, if the Vikings weren't so great at roster building and having stars at different positions, there's a, there's half a chance that a Kirk Cousins led team, much like the Falcons at times, could go like 5 and 11 or something. Um, but if you can get the pieces perfect around him, he rises up with the team and they could go on and win Super Bowl. The hard part is when you have a category two quarterback, it's financially harder to build the rest of your team because, that guy probably makes 25, 30, 40 million dollars, like Kirk makes 30 million dollars, right? 20 million cap it this year. Mm-hmm. And you have to be flawless in your drafting and your free agent signings to build that team around that tier two quarterback. Mm-hmm. Those, those, those Those category two quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl before, um, but you look at it's like Hall of Fame pass rush, amazing offensive line, you know, top three defense, it's all these things that they need to prop that quarterback up. And that's, is that a fair assessment?
3: Yes, uh, absolutely. And Kirk is a Category 2. And I think that you also, if you're going to have that type of quarterback, your spending has to be done probably around him. So so your left tackle can't be good. He's got to be damn good. And, and your line has to um, be stout. I mean, they yeah, can't, you can't have Dakota you Dozier, can't, dude. Yes, like, yes. Who, who, you know, against Tampa Bay, Dakota actually threw Kirk down at one point because he's like, you're going to be sacked, so I might as well throw you to the ground, it was and like it he, made no sense. Was like you thought
1: there was a grenade, like, Kirk, oh, my
3: God. And you got like God. half a sack, I think. Um, so, yes, I think that that's absolutely correct. And I do think that Kirk might have the opportunity to thrive, even into the playoffs, if he has the right coaching staff and the right scheme around him. The, back to your question, though. Do the Vikings, as they currently operate, have the ability to win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins as their quarterback? My answer is no, but I'm not dumping on Kirk here. I'm saying that we have ever learned now in year three of Kirk that with how Zim and his staff want to do things, this is just not a great fit. Yeah. It's just not. It's not. The, the money that you spent is spent in the wrong places. Yeah, think, like
1: like the fact that right now, look at their construction right now. So they this year they have a little bit of a Kirk cap reprieve that they created in the off season. So he's only like twenty one million to the cap this year, and they're gonna have to figure out the next two years because that thing goes up and then up again if they don't restructure or trade or whatever. Uh, but why are you paying two safeties a, a combined twenty two million to the cap? You know why is Anthony Barr your second highest paid player basically? You know that that's not the coach way. Coach liked him. You, That's you, why you've got a great tight end potentially in Irv Smith Jr. And what we found to be a capable tight end in Tyler Conklin, yet you're paying Kyle Rudolph, like whatever it is to the cap. Yep. So they're, they're just sort of wasting money in a salary cap league. And th- those things can work. Like you can have subpar areas. If you have that, that level three or that, that category three quarterback that elevates the team. And I just, one more note on, on Kirk in that regard. Cause I, there are people, and I I did post a poll on my Twitter account a couple of days ago, you know, where do you think Kirk ranks on? Is he a top five guy? Is he top 10? Is he average-ish? And there are still a lot of people that think he's a top five and solidly like top 10 quarterback, a guy who elevates the team around him. And I would just say to those people, if he was really an elevator type quarterback, his teams over six years as a starter would be better than 500. Like there, there would be a deep playoff run in there. There'd be like a 13 and three season in there. So so either either he has a just absolute garbage all around him, and he is elevating what should be four and twelve to eight and eight and nine and seven, which I find hard to believe on the Vikings. The Vikings have a good roster um uh, or I'm missing something else, so I just I, I that's where i don't i don't really I can't have a conversation with people who think he's like an elevator top five quarterback when the evidence in front of my eyes for six years says no, they're like all these teams are five hundred are they terrible rosters and he's bringing them to five hundred no.
3: So oh, that's my pet peeve. In Sunday's loss to the Bucks, Kirk Cousins, and this is the problem, as much as you might like him, was not given the opportunity to elevate his team because of how they run their offense. So so we don't even know. Like if you were to turn, you would have to take Kirk for about two months and turn him loose. Keep in mind, the Vikings won one of their first six games, right? By week hits. They come back in the first two games back, which they beat the Packers and Detroit Kirk cousins in those two games, average 17 passes per game. We don't know. We don't know. And the problem is you're paying him, um, huge money to not know. So like, we can't even answer the question. You would have to on Sunday, basically say, bleep it. Let's find out. Yeah. So Kirk, Kirk, you've got Thielen and Jefferson and, and potential, at least, threat of play action to Cook. Go do it. And Dalvin, you're going to carry the ball twenty times, or less, or less. Right. But yeah. but that would be. But we. But because of how this team is built, we don't know. So if Kirk plays bad, we can see that. But they literally came out of the bye with a plan to not let Kirk beat them, and and then Kirk started to improve. But we. But on Sunday, you can't have. An eight-minute third-quarter scoring drive, and tell me that you know a thing about the quarterback as far as can he do it?
1: What do you think would happen if it was they a training
3: because because the Vikings wheels.
1: have like the fifth yes. fewest passes in the NFL this year, which is the way Mike Zimmer wants it. Yep. What if you freed Kirk Cousins? Like, what if what if they went, that's what I'm saying? What if what if they became like a top five pass-heavy offense? What do you think would happen? Do you think Kirk would flourish and he would all of a sudden become like Philip Rivers in his prime? Tony Romo in his prime. I you think know?
3: at one and five, Phil Mackey, you had a great chance to find out.
1: But their response was, "Let's take, let's take it back here. Let's make he'll throw fourteen times out of the bye. Yes, right. Yes,
3: they they said they said he's thrown ten picks. Let's fix this. Yeah. I said no. You're paying him too much. Let's just find out. Yeah. Once for once and for all, you could have just found out. But we don't know. Yeah. I also feel like there's a.
1: Uh there's something weird about there's almost like a protective shell around cousins with 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 a lot of people too that like he, so he's 4 and 17 against winning teams as Vikings quarterback. So he so 4 and 17 against teams that finished the season with a winning record in the 3 years as Vikings quarterback. And I feel like so many people are are in a rush to just say, "Well, it's I mean it's not his like the defense, and they point to all the other things right um, and this is what's tough. It's like, yes, the defense is as bad as it's been this season under Mike Zimmer, and the offensive line has at least two spots, those guard spots that you gotta figure out in Ezra Cleveland, you think he's I don't know if he's gonna stay at guard, but like he sure. might be a player um but if all the other things aren't perfect, like it's almost like you gotta be." You gotta criticize all these other things until they're perfect, and then you can start to criticize Kirk Cousins. And what I'm saying here, back to the initial question off the top of this, is can the Vikings win a Super Bowl on the path that they're currently on? I think it's a pie in the sky pipe dream if you think that you can get the rest of the roster perfect. It's not like it it, it happens once in a blue moon in the NFL where it's like, wow, the two thousand seven Patriots literally have a perfect roster and then they got beat in the Super Bowl and they won every single game. Like it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Can you rise above an imperfect roster? And the answer to that question depends on who your quarterback is. And that's why we keep going back to this
3: spot. And in Zim's world, it it depends on who his defense is, which can't be near as perfect as he wants because of of what the quarterback makes, right? Yep. Yep. So, I mean, mean, the question comes down to this. If you walked into Zim's office in March and said, Mike, Daniel Hunter wants to be the highest paid defensive end in the league. And by the way, he's recovered, he's going to be fine. But there's a problem here. We can't pay him like a quarterback and pay the quarterback what he makes. Which one do you want to keep? His answer in a heartbeat is Hunter. And you know what? My answer is also Hunter. Okay, but that's but that's what I'm saying is I I am talk I'm trying to um explain that this is a This is nobody's fault as far as so-and-so stinks. This is the fault of how your GM and coach have come to different conclusions on what they value.
1: Yeah, well, that's a good segue into another data point that I think is relevant in this conversation. Super Bowl winning quarterbacks going back to the year 2000. All right, And I initially found uh, this research, I believe, through Bleacher Report, did some studies on this. So back to the year 2000, so we're talking about basically the Tom Brady and Peyton Manning quarterback renaissance era where quarterback play, because of the rules and because of the way the NFL has shifted, quarterback play drives winning more than anything in any other era in the last 20 years. So of the last 20 years worth of Super Bowl quarterbacks, 35% of them were on rookie scale contracts. Now they weren't necessarily rookies, but they were on those the first five years. Usually, is it? And they, they did change uh, draft contracts like ten years ago. But thirty-five percent of Super Bowl winning quarterbacks are on rookie scale contracts, which allows you to build out the rest of your roster. We're talking about Tom Brady in the early two thousands, Ben Roethlisberger in two thousand five, uh, Joe Flacco was on a rookie scale contract in two thousand twelve, Russell Wilson. And then Pat Mahomes last year was on a rookie scale contract as well. Carson Wentz in 2017 was the starter for most of the season in Philadelphia. He was on a rookie scale contract. The Nick Foles came in uh, who didn't make much money either. So so let that sink in for just a second. 35%, more than one in three quarterbacks who've won the Super Bowl since 2000 were on rookie scale contracts. That's pretty interesting to me. Mm -hmm. All right, what about the rest? Another 55%, which takes us up to 90% of the total pie if we're doing a pie chart here were Hall of Fame quarterbacks on non-rookie contracts. So If you have to pay a guy at that position and you want to win the Super Bowl, 55% are either going to be in the Hall of Fame or already are. Brady, Manning, Breeze, Ben, Rogers, uh, Kurt Warner, if you want to go back to 1999 and and the greatest show on turf. So that leaves 10% of the last 20 years of Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. 10% weren't on rookie scale contracts and weren't Hall of Famers. We're talking about like the Brad Johnson, 2002 Dilfer, uh, Dilfer in in and yeah Dilfer in 2000 and then Great defenses, uh, yeah. Eli Manning. I'm not putting as a Hall of Fame quarterback, and he got paid before the 2011 season, mm-hmm. so he's in that category. And so that's it. So this is where like you guys are so hard on Kirk. Listen again, Super Bowl is the goal here. The easiest way to win a Super Bowl in 2000. 20 era football is to have a really good quarterback on a rookie scale contract or have a hall of fame quarterback making any amount of money. And if you're, if you're not on one of those paths, like the Vikings aren't on one of those paths with Kirk cousins, making the money that he's making right now. Right. You need to be 2002 Buccaneers defense. Good. Or 2011 giants pass rush. Good. There's really no other way to do it. Like you have to be, perfect in some of these other areas to win a Super
3: Bowl. Yeah. So and and Zimmer's best shot as far as his theory on how you can win a Super Bowl is what? 2017. Bradford hurt. Keenum plays. Like that's his that, that that was it. That was it. That to him is is the is the Monet of football because it starts with defense. Yeah. Right? And I just don't know it's possible. But I think just for, for the sake of clarity from here on out, you're talking about Kirk, um, and this is not absolving Kirk for on the field, but Kirk in some ways was just adopted by the wrong family. Like his football family, it, it's the wrong family. Kirk needs to be in a in a, we're going to find out, we're going to empower you, Kirk. Like today we're empowering you, and you might fail, we don't know. But we're going to give you that shot because if you don't, this could really work out well. Yeah. Um, the Vikings, with the way that they are run, are never going to do that. It's yeah. that simple. And so so w- when you basically, Phil, go into a bye week with a guy who's paid and, and should be valued as much as Kirk and say, how can we fix the problems? I know. Yes, Gary. Let's have our quarterback average 17 pass attempts per game for two games, which is a lot yeah. of football. And you're like, oh, that's great. Okay. Like that's never going to empower him to find out the answer. But I do think that it is a destructive way if your goal is, as this show talks about, a Super Bowl championship.
1: Yeah, I, I love where you're going with this. In that, because it, it might sound crazy. Well, if you if you free Kirk Cousins, if you hashtag let let Kirk sing as uh, as Declan likes to mm-hmm. say. If you say, listen, this offense is going to be built around you, man. Like we're going to throw the ball and we're going to let you use your weapons and we're going to feature Justin Jefferson. He's going to get 50 more targets in a season than he is with our current style. And you're going to be the catalyst, Kirk. You're you're going to be you're going to be the Peyton Manning. You're going to be the Aaron Rodgers. Like we're going to make that happen. Find out. When I hear that I'm like, he ain't I mean he's talented, but he's not he, he's not that type of a guy, okay? Right. But if you're going to pay him a lot of money and and you're going to look to elevate him if you think he's super talented, if you think he's got you know, top five arm talent, deep throws, accuracy in the NFL. And you could make a case that he has that. And there's some other things that are that are lacking, mobility, awareness, leadership, and some of those things. But if you really believe in him as a fan or as the Vikings, why are you putting together this offensive system that limits what he's doing? Why are you limiting him?
3: Because you don't trust him. But in yes, pass attempts, you're right. And, right? So if you, you. if
1: you don't trust him, yes. then why would you agree to pay him a bunch of money when you could just get somebody else in here that makes a lot less money. Go get Ryan Fitzpatrick for a year. Pay him a lot less money yeah. and let him hand off to Dalvin and throw some balls down the field, right? Mm-hmm. There, it's, there's such a weird disconnect. If you believe in Cousins and if you think he's has a potential to be great and lead a team to a Super Bowl, then let him do that and scheme for that and draft for that and allocate your resources into the offensive line for that because you need the offensive line to make sure he's not getting pressured 50 times, like, in, in, in the game against Tampa this last weekend. Correct. So it's just, you know, I don't know, like, if you did that, I still don't... I don't think he would just, like, emerge into Peyton Manning. because I, 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 I think it think might blow up, but,
3: but you find out then. Yeah. But you did have a chance at 1-5, and five, you had a really good chance to find out. Like, you should have just said, here are the keys to the car. So far, it's been bad. It's been rocky. Let's see. And instead, you... instead. And this is the thing that's going to drive us crazy. Instead, you basically said, no, no, no. I can figure out ways to win games and get us back in the playoff picture, but we're going to be a fringe playoff team, possibly. So, like, we're not – what's maddening is the 2020 Vikings, Phil, are not answering any questions. Mm -hmm.
1: Back to the show in just a second after we say hi to Federated Mutual Insurance Company and Federated announcing MyShield, which if you're a business owner, it is your personalized online destination for risk management resources for your business. MyShield is available 24-7 and can be accessed from a computer, tablet, smartphone, or the MyShield app. And MyShield's customizable dashboard organizes resources specific to your business on training, billing, employee certificates, safety videos, and much more. Go to federatedinsurance.com and click on Meet My Shield. Get that peace of mind you crave as a business owner. Remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours.
3: Like, there's no questions that we can now definitively say, because 21 should be decent. And instead of saying, okay, we know exactly where things stand, they're constantly taking Elmer's glue and duct tape and an old nails and putting things back yeah. together but it doesn't answer the question of is the house going to hold up now we don't know this might sound nuts
1: but i almost feel like the chargers the the charges the chargers, the, chargers. <laughs> to the carpet get your toys bring them to the carpet who is your daddy and what does he do I feel like action movie rewind coming out tomorrow on Mackie and Judd Kindergarten Cop. You want some Arnold action? Arnold Chargers. I feel like the Chargers, who are nowhere near the playoffs, have answered more important questions about their direction the next three years than the Vikings have. Because at least they know. And their coach is gone, probably. We got some train wreckery on defense, and we need some pieces on offense. We got a quarterback. We need a coach, but we've got a 10 year quarterback that doesn't make any money for the next five years, right? Yeah, so I'm with you. It's a it's a weird spot because it's because it's not a train wreck spot that the Vikings are in. It's not like they're competitive and they're going to be even better next year. And if you're happy with them just being better next year and going 10 and 6 or maybe even going, you know, 11 and 5 or something, um that's great, but I just boy, I don't I don't think this car is uh y- at some point you either have to build around your quarterback or you have to find a quarterback that doesn't make as much money as so you can build the rest of your team.
3: That's kind of where I'm at. And find state. out. And that that's why I think the um the um regret is only going to grow probably both internally and externally about the fact that they didn't go with Stefanski. Man, he's just doing such a good Well, and job he would have him. found out. Like he mm-hmm. would have found out. Kirk, mm-hmm. good or bad, can we do this or not? Um and I I just don't know that in the league right now, that trying to build things around your defense, I don't know that it works. Like, it can work for games, for sure, but I don't know that it works as a philosophy. Yeah, I just don't.
1: Yeah, the, 2017 was the year for that blueprint. One more thing on the the rookie-scale contract thing, because I think in a lot of the discussions, whether it's in the YouTube comment section for Purple Daily or on social media, Um, When I bring up the rookie scale contract thing, the retort I get back from people who disagree is, well, you're not guaranteed anything. Like the Vikings drafted Christian Ponder. He was on a rookie scale contract. Doesn't guarantee anything. Sure. Well, no, we're not. But we're not looking for guarantees here. There are no there is one Super Bowl winner every single year. We're looking for maximizing your chances to win a Super Bowl. Right. Right. And it's funny because when people bring up the Christian Ponder example, what what if you draft another Christian Ponder? Christian Ponder. Has taken the Vikings basically just as far as Kirk Cousins, or I should say, the team has gone basically just as far with Christian Ponder. Ten and six division title playoffs, but out. They didn't win a playoff game with him. But Kirk right, Cousins nine and seven, ten and six division title. They won a game in the playoffs, right? And the re- and the reason why isn't I'm not I am not comparing Christian Ponder to Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is miles better than Christian Ponder, right? But because Christian Ponder didn't make any money on a rookie-scale contract, the Vikings had a ridiculous offensive line. They could pay Adrian Peterson more money to keep him around in his prime, and they could add a couple pieces on defense and keep a couple pieces on defense that they otherwise wouldn't have. Because mm-hmm. the cap is a myth to some extent, but it's not a full-on myth. At some point, you have to have room to pay players. And so that 35% of Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks who have been on rookie contracts, that doesn't guarantee that you're going to win a Super Bowl if you have a quarterback on a, on a rookie-scale contract. But I think it guarantees that if you have a quarterback on a rookie scale contract, yeah. you can build your roster out. And the Vikings have shown they're pretty good at doing that.
3: So, unfortunately, my brain is about to blow up partially because of this, though. So, I keep coming back to this Zimmer needs, when it comes to kickers and quarterbacks, he probably needs a veteran who can withstand being critiqued constantly. So I come back to, ideally, with the way that Mike coaches, Phil, he would have a rookie-scale quarterback so he could build out his defense um, entirely the way that he wants. But then I come back to, philosophically, I think he might ruin the kid because I don't think that he can mentally withstand basically putting on the, the kid gloves with a quarterback who's going to obviously make some mistakes. So this is where I just come back to, Is he, he's not a bad coach, but is he the right coach at all? Because, you know, ideally I want a Stefanski, right? Like a patient, younger coach gets his QB, builds with that guy. um, Doesn't dismiss defense, but it's not his pride and joy. So I just don't, I don't know if the way the Vikings are operating well beyond Kirk. I don't know that it works.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The other, the other thing too is not bad, but. If you're going to have a head coach that really only wants to focus all in on one side of the ball and then, like, sort of Sorry, de- delegate the other part out, wouldn't you rather have it be flip flopped? Yeah. Like, ideally, I want someone who's immersed in both sides of the ball, but, like, if I'm only going to get one, listen, I'm going to immerse myself in this side of the ball and then I'm going to hire a coordinator to, I'm going to outsource that. I'd rather it be flip flopped.
3: Actually, you know what? Three things, okay? Head coach. What's your specialty? and if it's if it is truly offense and quarterback's great in 2020 my second thing is actually the clock do you know what you're doing in game in yeah. game yeah. can you run the clock can you make quick decisions can you think clearly with without slamming your stupid headset yeah. and your clipboard can you plan ahead and my third thing is who are you going to hire as your defensive coordinator because if that person's good, I don't need you to be immersed in defense.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, imagine in any other business, like so the the most important thing to develop in the football business is your quarterback and your passing game, Yep, right? Yep. And imagine, I, I feel like Mike Zimmer's conversations, and we're not in the room for all these, but it feels like Mike Zimmer's conversations with his quarterbacks over the years have been, hey, don't make mistakes. Just don't throw interceptions. Don't wreck the game for us, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go over to like the conversations that uh, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury are probably having about the quarterback spot. Do you think that Cliff Kingsbury is going in and say, "Hey, Kyler, no mistakes today"? All right. No, I mean they're probably having like calculus level discussions every single day about that position. Yes, sir. I don't think Mike Correct. is like texting calculus things to Kirk at night about. All right, here's how we can do this. Now Gary might be, but he's not the
3: head coach. And Zimmer would imagine imagine Mike with the Rams. Jared Goff would be destroyed by now.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: McVeigh is like doing everything he can, right? All right, I'll tell you this. I'll do do that, that. And I think he gets rightfully so frustrated, but I also think he's trying really hard. Like, Go- if you put Goff here or with the Jets, right now he's ruined. Mm-hmm. He's done probably. Yeah. And you can't have that. But I just, the, the in-game stuff with uh, both Mike and with Fleck, like, we see this use of timeouts that make no sense and, like, panicked in-game moves. That's important. Like, that can't get screwed up. Mm-hmm. That can lose you games very easily. Yep.
1: Yeah, to- totally agree. So send us your thoughts. Tweet us at Phil Mackey, at Jay Zolgad, at Dex's Tweets. You can hit us up in the comment section on YouTube, too. YouTube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast. Click subscribe if you want daily Vikings videos into your feed. And let us know, do you think the Vikings can win a Super Bowl in the next two to three years on the path they're currently on with Kirk Cousins as the quarterback, Mike Zimmer as the coach, et cetera, et cetera? And it's not, can they be competitive? Can they be good? Can they win a division? Can they win a Super Bowl? And who needs to go if your answer
3: is no? There's
1: going to be a lot of fun discussions to be had whenever this thing is over, January, February. A lot of juicy discussions. Well,
3: especially when, when the defensive end comes in and says I want to be paid like number eight yeah yep buckle up (laughs) that's going to be a good that's going to be a fun conversation at TCO performance center baby yep
1: that's Judd I'm Phil Declan producing behind the scenes and this has been a state of Kirk Cousins episode of Purple Daily we'll see you guys
0: hi this is Chris Howard host of Plugged In With Chris Howard And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts.